You are listening to the WBAI Evening News presented by The Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website, celebrating 20 years of publishing this fall. I'm John Tarleton, the the Indies Editor-in-Chief. In our first segment, we'll be talking about the city's controversial school reopenings and much more with with Jabari Brisport, a middle, middle school math teacher in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, who is also the presumptive new senator from State Senate District 25 in Central and parts of South Brooklyn. Jabari starts his new job in Albany in January. In the meantime, he's still working as a public school teacher. Last week, he was told to quarantine after being exposed to someone at his school who has tested positive for COVID-19. We're going to talk with him about that and much more. Jabari, welcome to the WBAI Evening News. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. So first of all, uh, can you give us an update on your, your health and your quarantine? I understand you, uh, I mean, you're still negative, but what's your what's your situation like right now? I'm currently quarantining at home. Um, you know, I haven't gone out to get tested since I was told to quarantine on Friday, but I have no symptoms, and I'm hoping that that continues. Right. And, and, and what are your thoughts on the broader situation with the school reopenings, the I mean, the New York Times was almost crowing this morning that uh, things were, you know, working marvelous, marvelously. What's your take? I mean, this thing was done so sloppily. I mean, there was clearly no input from teachers or people in education for these these systems. Uh, we could have had a really well done, um, fully remote system that was well prepared for and well resourced and, you know, well planned out for. And instead, the uh, mayor tried to rush through this hybrid situation that kept changing every, you know, every other week, um, which has led to, you know, really something that is not great for student outcomes or student, you know, experience. Mm. And, and how are you feeling about the, the, the health situation at, at the schools that are that are open? You know, we it is a, a constant sense of, of danger, you know, for teachers and administration and, and the wider community. I mean, when this one uh, member of the community uh, was diagnosed last week, you know, I, I think you know, several, I think upwards of like a dozen other teachers were had to, you know, quarantine because of it. Um, it is an extremely large ripple effect. And, you know, when the mayor is pushing for these reopenings, he doesn't understand how like very, very tightly interconnected like school systems are and how like one small thing can set up a large domino effect. Right. And also uh, recently the the mayor an- announced that he was uh, postponing payment of 900 million dollars in back pay ta- back pay that has been owed to public school teachers here in New York for about a decade. Uh, your thoughts on on that? Uh, de Blasio says he has no money, but as we saw at, at the end of June, there's always uh there's always plenty of money for the police department. Yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous and shows that his priorities are not with people in education. Um, this money that's been owed for, like you said, a decade now, and um, teachers have really put themselves on the line, um, you know, for, for their students and, and their families and really rolled with the punches. And this is just a slap in the face after everything, you know, the incredible stress and disorganization with the school reopening. Right. And and just to be clear for our listeners, the, the problem uh, originated with the Bloomberg administration, which refused to negotiate uh, new union contracts throughout his final term in office. And de Blasio inherited that situation and negotiated a deal with the UFT uh, that included uh, postponing some of those 
uh, much overdue uh, pay raises till 2021. But now uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, pushing it back even even further. And um, yeah, it's not, it sounds like a, a real slap in the face. And also, I mean, just um, we, we're almost uh, two weeks away from the elections and wanted to check in with you on that on, on, in a couple of ways. Uh, for, uh, first of all, I, I understand that you're uh, you're backing some uh, additional uh, uh, people you want to see join you in the in the state senate. Why do you feel a sense of urgency around that? I mean, you know, no matter who wins the presidential election, and I hope it's Biden, but no matter who wins, we're not going to get a single payer health care system, which is ridiculous because on its face it's ridiculous, but we're also in a pandemic. Um, we also have a governor that is, you know, uh, trying to be uh, an obstacle to single-payer health care in New York. But if we can get, you know, a couple, you know, a few more uh, really great progressives that support the New York Health Act, we can have a supermajority, a veto-proof majority in the state Senate, and we can guarantee every single person in the state health care, which is one of the most important things we can do right now. Right. And, uh, I mean, one of the main obstacles that's emerging is uh, a billionaire uh, Ronald Lauder, one of the heirs to the Estee Lauder uh, cosmetics fortune, is pouring millions mm-hmm. of dollars into uh, the campaigns of a, a number of uh, Republican candidates uh, for the state yep. Senate in Long Island and upstate New York. Uh, I mean, your thoughts about that? Because he's also in the past been an ally of, of Governor Cuomo. I mean, this just tells you where uh, <laughs> where the allegiances of the wealthy are and where ultimately the allegiances of our governor are. I mean, that's, you know, that's it's a pretty clear example of the people that support Cuomo and um, the people that want to keep uh, New York in the past. Right. And you're, of course, a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. You won your primary by 23 points in, in June. And uh you're, you recently uh, announced that you will be voting for Joe Biden on the WFP line. I mean, Biden's politics are substantially different from yours. Can you talk uh, just in our final minute here about that decision and why you're voting for Biden and why you felt in particular you wanted to vote um, on the WFP line? Well, two things. Um, a Biden presidency presents uh, a much easier path to the world I want to see than a Trump presidency. And in New York specifically, uh, the Working Families Party has been such a bulwark um, against um, austerity measures, against regressive legislation from the governor, and really a, a bastion of progressive um, power. And, you know, the governor is currently trying to destroy the party by drastically raising the number of votes they need to remain a political party. So uh, I've been, I'm voting for them to help them keep their ballot line, and I'm encouraging everyone else to vote for Biden and Harris on specifically the Working Families Party line. Alrighty. Well, Jabari Brisport, thank you for joining us again uh, tonight on the WBAI Evening News. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right. That was Jabari Brisport, the presumptive new state senator from central Brooklyn.